This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to a special Facebook Live broadcast. This is actually, for those that are watching, this is actually going to be how I'm doing the Worth Your Time podcast from now on. So um, I'm excited to bring my first guest on for this iteration of the podcast on Facebook Live, Laura Wiffler. Thank you so much for coming on, Laura. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So for an introduction of you, you are one of the co-founders of Risen Motherhood, which is um, originally it was a, you know, a podcast, but you guys have sort of expanded. You have a book now and I think other ministries going on. So um, I have been listening to your podcast for a while now. I absolutely love it. I love how you guys keep the episodes short mm-hmm. and you're thinking about moms who are working, commuting, doing laundry, doing dishes, trying to catch a little bit of conversation that can be helpful for their lives um, in a shorter period of time. We know some podcasts last like three hours. So <laughs> um, so Laura, tell me a little bit about yourself and your family, and then I'll jump into more questions. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So my name is Laura Whiffler, and I am a mom to three kiddos and a wife to Mike. So my kids are uh, seven, five, and three. And right now I am actually homeschooling, which is a new thing for me this year, kind of with all the the COVID stuff. It's a new experience. We're on day two of homeschooling. And then uh, in my kind of other life, I'm the executive director of Risen Motherhood, like you were talking about. And um, it's been about five years that we've been around and it definitely was kind of a a slow growth in the sense that it was just, you know, a podcast in the basement for a couple years, but slowly over time it's grown and we're now a team of seven, which is really fun. Wow. And um, it's just a great, a great time. I just got off a call with my team, which was really fun. And it's always amazing just to see what the Lord has done. So that's kind of what my days are filled up of. Of course, um, local church, I'm involved in that as well. And in the women's um, equipping team and things like that. So that's kind of how my days are filled, I guess. Well, so when I was uh, researching for this conversation, I did go back to like your very first episode. So I don't know if you've ever, I know, I know it's scary in podcast world. You're always like, don't go back to the beginning because you don't know what you're doing. You're just, you know, you're like, Hey, I'm going to do this, but we'll just, you just got to start somewhere. Right. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) Well, you were very kind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, so I went back to the beginning and it sounded like to me that you guys were just like, okay, like, let's, let's try this. Like, let's just see what happens. And so tell me the story of how it began and then sort of how has it grown over time to become, you know, a whole business for you? Well, it was, uh, it's very much like you said, it was a little bit of let's try this. So my sister-in-law and I, her name is Emily. She's who I co-founded Riz Motherhood with. Uh, We were both kind of parallel blogging. We both had parallel online presences and doing a little bit different things, but we had always really wanted to work together. And at that time I was living in Chicago. She was living in central Iowa. So we were about five hours apart from one another. So we were using an app called Voxer to communicate. And it's just a voice messaging app. I think it's really popular, but um, anyway, we were talking a lot about motherhood. We had really young children and feeling a lot like, does God even care? Does he see? I think we we're in the middle of potty training, honestly, and feeling like, does he, does he <laughs> matter? You know, like in the scheme or what does the Bible say to 
and about potty training. And so we were having these conversations and then I would turn around and another friend would ask the same thing and another friend and another friend. And she was realizing all of these moms are talking about the same thing of saying my faith, it matters to me. It's so important. And I spent a, a decent amount of time on it, but I'm not seeing how it's connecting to my everyday life. And mm -hmm. so that was where Emily and I just kind of said, hey, let's talk about this because we're starting to see these parallels. We're starting to understand how God has designed our lives to be fully integrated to the gospel and how the Bible really does touch on every subject, not explicitly, but it certainly uh, provides wisdom and insight towards all topics. And so that was really how we got started was in the basement. We recorded these podcasts. We had no idea. I mean, I think I used GarageBand because it was free on my computer <laughs> and just like learned as we went, right? And so over time, it was just really neat to see the way the Lord grew it where we released it. We didn't even start any social platforms. We literally just released it from our own personal platforms. And people started saying, hey, will you talk about this topic? Or will you talk about breastfeeding? Will you talk about sleep training? Will you talk about um, you know, hospitality and all sorts of things? And so once that started happening and people beyond like, our parents and just our dear friends were listening to it, we started to realize, hey, this is actually a real thing. And so now it's expanded and we have articles, we have equipping tools, we've created Bible study resources, we have social platforms. Um, so we do a lot more things, but the core and the heartbeat of what we do, which is really applying the gospel to motherhood, that part has really been the same since the very beginning. So how long was it before you started to realize that more people than just your family members were listening? And, and then I think I when I was listening into an episode further down, you guys had said, you know, you didn't know at first if you were going to continue doing it. You were going to wait and see, like, is this worth doing? Is this what God wants us to do? And so what was that process like? Yeah. So that's a that's a great point. So we did a five episode test, mostly because of me. I was a little bit hesitant to more than likely probably have a podcast and feel like I even would have something to say or feel like I could be capable of talking about things in a way um, that are theologically sound and just God honoring. I had, and I still do, that's like one of my main concerns is like, can I offer women a message that as far as is possible is accurate? Um, you know, cause obviously I'm human and there will be errors of course, but um, that was a main concern for me to really feel like I could shelter women from my own errors. And so we agreed to a five episode test just to see how it resonated. And I mean, honestly, since like the second one, it, it resonated very quickly with women, which was really neat to see. Um, and so we continued past the five episode test and we did a whole year of episodes. I think it was like actually 52 episodes, the most we've ever done in a year. And we didn't take any breaks. And that was when we launched, um, social media platforms about nine months after we started releasing episodes and that grew really rapidly. And social media was really just done by us microblogging. Honestly, we were mm -hmm. just releasing the shows, but we were also um, taking a topic in the gospel and motherhood and microblogging through how it would apply. And then those seemed to resonate with women as well. So um, now when you're thinking of who you're reaching, do you have a specific person in mind? Did you guys think about that? Or do you think about that now in a different way? Yeah. Oh, definitely. We've really grown in this. So originally when we started more than likely, uh, just to be very honest, we were probably pretty ignorant about who we were trying to reach. We were more than likely probably trying to reach moms that were just like us. And at the time mm -hmm. I would have called myself a stay at home mom. And, um, I would have, you know, wasn't against working, but that was just what my days were made up of was this was sort of a hobby thing for me. And so 
at the time, that's probably who we had in mind. But over time, the Lord has been, I think, really gracious to open our eyes up to see moms in all different circumstances and to recognize that not every mom looks like me, acts like me, talks like me, or has my life experience. And at this point, Risen Motherhood is in over 260 countries. Um, we have wow. hundreds of thousands of women in our community, which is really amazing. And so we are certainly thinking about much more than just someone who who profiles like me. And so um, that's something where often when we push out content or we create content, we think to ourselves, okay, how would this sound to a mom who has had a miscarriage? How would this sound to a mom who's living in a city in an apartment? How would this sound to a single mom? How would this sound to a mom who is in Australia or in Canada or in Africa? And so, of course, we can't perfectly meet all those moms' needs. And we, we don't know everything that they've been through. But that is certainly something that we think through as we look at our content and we put ourselves in that mom's position. And we change a lot of things based on as uh, based on what we think perhaps might be sensitive to her or might be difficult for her to hear or something maybe she needs to hear that someone else doesn't. And so it's not perfect, but I think it's really helped. As we've said, we want to be more diverse in the women that we're able to reach. And that's even helped in the way that we talk about things. Um, no longer are our examples only confined to the home. And mm -hmm. at first it started that way, but that was simply because we were speaking from what we knew. It wasn't because we were, anti anything else. It was simply that this is my life. And so of course I'm going to use examples from my own life. But as we've, we've grown and changed, we really strive to be able to use more examples from people who have different life experiences. Yeah. Now what are, I mean, this is a big question. It's been, you know, several years since you started, but what are some of the most popular topics or what are the most requested items to talk about on the show? Wow. Oh, that's a great question. I think working motherhood is a huge one for sure. Um, and now that we've, it's funny because what will happen is things will come in waves. People will start asking, 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 and then we'll, we'll cover it. And then it kind of bounces to a new topic. Typically, mm -hmm. um, adoption and foster care is commonly asked about miscarriage PPD. Um, those are probably be the main ones that we get emails asking for us to discuss. And at this point, we thankfully have an archive that we're able to point women to. And a lot of times when we think about our content at risen motherhood, um, our podcast in general, because it's so widely listened to by people around the world, we really strive to say, okay, what can we talk about here on the show that has mass application and appeal? Um, you know, we don't think about what are the hot topics in culture right now, or we don't necessarily say that our, our we don't feel that our mission is to speak to um, whatever's going on in the news or going on in different countries. And so we really try to say, how can we meet as many moms as possible with the content that we're going to create on the show? But then on things like the, the articles on our site or our social media, really diving deep into, say, a mom who's experiencing chronic illness. You know, that's not something I've ever experienced. And we could certainly cover it on the show. But it's best if somebody who, who can write about it can come in and talk to that specific audience. And because it's such a niche part of how our audience is made up, it seems like that's been a really good spot for us to be able to create content that is um, very specific. And because we also know there are lots of ministries out there that like their whole goal, like there's uh, my friend just started a podcast for moms with miscarriages. And that's like mm. the whole point of the podcast and the ministry. And so for us, we'd rather say, hey, go listen to this because they're doing this better than us. And they're really focused in and they're really able to meet the needs. And they've been there instead of us feeling like each time we need to kind of be all things to all people. Yeah. 
So, you know, your podcast is de- is uh, targeted at Christian women, but do you feel like you're reaching sort of maybe a larger group than that? Um, a lot of people these days, like maybe identify as spiritual, but not religious or a nuns or you know that category that you see. Um, do you feel like you're able to reach some of those women that maybe aren't within the church, um, but are curious about it? I th- I'd like to think so. I think our inbox expresses that that's a yes. Um, I think one thing that we've done at Risen Motherhood is really strive to use relatable language and language where we we hope that we come across as more like a friend in the trenches along with a mother rather than being, you know, somebody who's far ahead or I'm the older, wiser mentor. I know that my oldest is a seven year old and I'm learning right alongside these women. And so um, I hope our tone and our voice and the posture that we take is one of humility and saying, Hey, we want to learn with you rather than, Hey, do exactly what I do. You know, we're flawed women. We're not perfect. I'm not this, you know, pious, holy Holy mother that has it all right. And so um, we do hear from women a lot that say, hey, I found your podcast because it was, you know, a top ranked podcast in my feed or it was suggested or my friend told me about that. And so I just clicked on it because the album art was pretty. Like we've heard that from many women. I click on it Mm -hmm. because the album art was pretty and we're like, great, you know, and then they hear the message of the gospel and the Lord just works in their heart. It's nothing. I know it's nothing that we say. It's nothing that we do. It's nothing. It's not even the album art. It's totally God working, on heart, you know, to draw them to himself. And I'm so thankful to get to be a small part of that. Yeah. Well, one of the things I love that you guys talk about is husband stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like in the, in the mom conversations and even on like websites like Scary Mommy or other places yeah. like that, I just don't feel like that's covered very much. And maybe it's not, um, I don't know, maybe it's not PC to cover it or something, <laughs> but, um, but I just, I had recently just clicked on a couple of your episodes about that because I was like, I could use some advice yeah. on this subject matter. And, um, you know, I guess I'm just curious, like, how did you decide to kind of tackle that subject? And, um, you know, uh, you know, how do you, how do you find the wisdom, I guess, to share and how do you feel about, um, imparting that to so many people? It's mm, a great question. Well, I think, you know, where we kind of want to talk about that or come from where I get, the information talk about that is just from my own life. You know, it's just the own things that I've experienced or the conversations that I've had with friends that it often seems like, just like the way the show started, a lot of us are struggling with a lot of the same questions and we're processing through things, even though our personalities are really different or our circumstances might be at the core, our question of, hey, what does it look like for him to be a spiritual leader? What does it look like for me to invest in my family well? You know, those questions, or what does it look like for me to love my husband? those are universal across, that's what every every person is really asking, every believer is asking. And so um, it has been a fun topic to cover because I think that, like you said, a lot of times marriage and culture is not um, spoken about with honor or the respect that I think that the Lord designed it to have. And so it's really fun to be able to talk about it and to be able to share with women that I think, especially in a complementary marriage, We often think that like, oh, one person is better than another person or something like that, but really how it takes both parents and that the mom has a huge influence in her home and the way that she loves her husband is an example, I think, to her family of what it looks like to love the Lord. And so I think as we equip women to understand what their right role is in marriage and really like, I go back to the influence that they have in their home and with their husbands, then um, I think that that women will do different things in their homes and they'll do different thing in their marriages. And 
Um, I think that as we can talk about it more and more, like my hope is something is to distill a lot of the stereotypes that there are around marriage and to help them to see how they can make Jesus attractive and beautiful to their husbands and that they don't have to maybe rely on their husband to set the entire spiritual state of their home, but instead that they can be proactive in that and that and trust God in the midst of it. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Now, how, how far in advance are you guys planning stuff out? Is it, um, I, I'm, I get the feeling that it's not fly by the seat of your pants. Like you guys are organized over there. <laughs> yes, um, I am, I do, I'm a planner naturally. And so I certainly push our team to plan ahead quite a bit, but I will be honest, fall is our busy season. You know, we come back, the show returns and we have um, a shop in November, Advent, Church History Month. So there are a lot of like big events every fall. And so right now, we're in a bit of a scramble, I will be honest, to where we're kind of saying, okay, quick, we got to keep working on September so we can get to October. But um, in general, our shows are planned. The podcast is is much more in advance, I would say, maybe six months in advance. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's quite that a bit. Very, yeah. Yep. Um, and sometimes we'll toss an episode in there or two that will be kind of belated for various reasons. But in general, like, we have already soft planned 2021. Um, and the fall is completely done. Wow. Yeah. And you're coming back tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. Yes. I, so I see that. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, they don't have any new episodes right now. Yeah. I'm like, and then I saw the, yes. the update today. Yeah. Um, so I want to go back just a little bit and ask you about how the book came about. Sure. Um, when, what year did you, did the book sort of start to become a reality? And yeah. you know, what are, what were your thoughts about like, wow, like taking the podcast into a book, like that's a whole different ball game. Sure. I want to say 2017 is when we got our first email. I could be wrong about that. I think it's 2017 though, when we got our first email. Um, and it was actually crazily enough, a friend of mine, a friend of a friend's brother was an agent. So <laughs> it sounds really farther than it, than it really is now. I get it. <laughs> but they, somehow got, they wanted to get our, con the agent wanted to get our contact information. And so she dropped me a note, the friend of mine. And this was again, like, this episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. I mean, Risen Motherhood was a thing. I would say it was a real thing, but I'm not sure that we were quite thinking we're for sure going to become a nonprofit or, you know, we were, we were still figuring out what Risen Motherhood is. And I still feel like we kind of still are, but we are an established nonprofit at this point, you know, so I do think there's... Um, some direction for us. And of course we have the board of directors who provides a lot of oversight, but the point being at the time, it was just my sister-in-law and I, and we were just really saying, 
okay, Lord, what do you have for this? You know, what is next for this? And we got this email and it had not been something, it's not on my bucket list to write a book. It wasn't something that I felt like, yes, this is, this is what I always wanted. Um, and I think my sister-in-law maybe had some different feelings and I can let her speak to those. But for me, I felt like this is a great way to help women get the hope of the gospel in a different way. And so I often mm -hmm. think of our book a little bit like a business card where if you hand someone your business card, hopefully they're flipping through their wallet later and they're like, oh yeah, I really liked meeting that person or I really wanted to hire them for that thing or they seemed really cool. Let me check them out a little more. And so for me, there was an element of, there were a lot of reasons to write the book, but one of the big ones for me was knowing that there would be a tangible item that women could hold that mm -hmm. they could say, oh yeah, I wanted to check out that ministry. Oh yeah, I wanted to read my Bible. Oh yeah, what was that website called again? Or who were those people? Or um, what was what was all that about Jesus that my friend was talking about? And so we have heard so many great stories of women who um, have given the book to a friend of theirs who's just learning about the gospel or just has some questions about their motherhood or maybe is really struggling in motherhood and looking for hope. And they've seen it on their car seat, um, their the seat of their car next to <laughs> Not the car seat, yeah. The seat of their car next to them. I'm sorry, the seat in their car. Man, that's hard. And <laughs> said, okay, I'm going to go look up that podcast now or I'm going to pick that up. And so I think that is such a great way to invest the effort of our time to be able to say that women have another way to learn about the gospel. And maybe they don't, they would never listen to a podcast or maybe they don't listen audibly. You know, they would rather have the pen and the paper. And so for us, there were like pretty quickly, it felt like this is the right decision. Um, we were both pregnant at the time, me with my third baby and her with her fifth. And so there was certainly some questions about timing, but our agent was pretty slick and he actually kind of fed us like little pieces of the proposal at a time where he's like, okay, just do this small two page thing. <laughs> like, okay, we can do that. You know, that like, great. Okay. And he put that somewhere else. And then here, no, here's another assignment. Yeah. It's funny. Cause over the course of the summer, he suddenly sent us a PDF and it was like 25, 30 pages long. He's like, look, you put together a proposal. We were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty tricky, but I don't think we would have done it had he just sent us the whole thing. We'd be like, we're pregnant. We're tired. No way. But yeah. um, he, he definitely helped kind of walk us through that really slowly. With his He knew a good thing when he saw it. That's why he reached <laughs> out to you guys. <laughs> he knew. Yeah. Um, so in terms of putting together the chapters and stuff, yeah. were you taking from past episodes and just topics that you had already covered and then you were just going to kind of expand on those? Somewhat, um, you know, like you asked earlier, do you have some frequently asked asked about topics. And so we knew right away that we would want to cover some of the most commonly asked questions in motherhood. You know, what does, what does the gospel have to do with marriage? What does the gospel have to do with food choice? What does the gospel have to do with postpartum body image, school choice, all sorts of things like that. And so we knew pretty quickly, oh, we probably had something like 25 different topics that we could have covered. In the end, I think we covered maybe 15 or so. Um, but that really did, it's all new content. So in the sense of like, we didn't go back and like transcribe an episode and then update and then push that out in the book. It was entirely fresh written. Mm. A lot of the episodes had come out two or three years prior. And like we talked about with that first episode, I look back and think, I would probably say a lot of things very differently now, you know? And so mm -hmm. chance to write, not only were we able to edit what we said and really be thoughtful and to tie in scripture, but we were also, we had grown, we had you know, three, four years of motherhood underneath us that matured us, that grew us in wisdom. And 
of course, I know I'll look at the book probably in five years and think, oh man, this this should have been in there. That should have been in there. <laughs> Hopefully. Part two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So then you had the book and you were doing the podcast, but now you guys are a full nonprofit. You, yeah. you know, you said you, you're you doing the whole thing. You got a board of directors. Yeah. That is serious. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so tell me about all the things that you, the organization does now. Yeah. All the things. Um, okay. So we have the podcast, of course, that's kind of the bread and butter, the main thing. Um, but then we also have all the articles on our site. We publish about two a week, and those are from women around the world, which is is so fun to be able to work with women, to train them in writing. Um, they're not necessarily you know, famous or established writers. They're writers from, um, some of them are women who this is like their very first article. And so we have some submission guidelines, and we try to help train them and teach them. And we just have a heart for growing women in writing. Um, and then we also produce resources, things like questionnaires, um, helping moms think biblically through a topic. We have ones on, hey, should I have another child? You know, that's a very common question in motherhood. We have another one on how do I know where to send my, my kid to school, which we updated with all the new COVID stuff. So people could check that out if they're wondering, what do I do this year? You know, it's kind of a crazy year. Um, we have one on how to fa plan family traditions. Um, and then we also produce things like Bible study resources. So we have what's called the abide method. Uh, we have ones for adults, men or women can use them. And then we also have some for kiddos. And then we have a huge and very robust resources page where we link to resources that we have vetted and looked at that um, we have personally enjoyed and we help point moms to really solid content. And so it's not exhausted by any means. A lot of times some stuff will go in our newsletter or it'll go on social media, but that resources hub is a great place if a mom's saying, hey, I really want to get a new Christmas tradition and what, what books should I read or what music should I be listening to? Or um, maybe they want a new Bible study to, to check out. So we kind of curate a lot of those things and help moms have a central hub to find them. Okay. Uh, don't mind. This is kind of a deep question. Yeah. So, and I didn't prepare you for it. So I'm just, but it's come into my head. So I'm just yeah. going to ask you um, what, since becoming a mom, what have you learned about God since becoming a mom? Oh my goodness. This is not just a deep question, but a huge question, right? A huge question. Yeah. So if one thing comes to mind, you can narrow it down, but it was oh, just man. running through my brain. So, yes. I, thought, so I thought I would ask oh, it. That's so good. I mean, I feel like I, I was just chatting with a friend about this recently, and um, I feel like more, more and more recently, it is my need for to draw near to him every single day. And just my need to abide in him, I think for a long time, able to do Christianity, just kind of limping along or feeling like, hey, every few days I'll check in or I'll have a half-hearted, you know, every, daily read my Bible through the year. Um, but what I have grown to love about God is he is He is a friend, that Christ is our friend. And so um, for me, I love spending time with my friends. I long to spend time with them. I enjoy spending time with my friends. And that is something that as in motherhood, I've seen my failures grow more. You know, I just exposed of the areas that I need God's help on. Um, I've also come to depend on Christ more and see him for his, his goodness and forgiveness and his kindness. And just like the way that he treats me like a friend that has, um, that will always be forgiven. That will always, he'll always be there. He will he will always give me what I need. He's the best friend you could ever have. And I think that to me to understand what a friend it is we have in Jesus has been very, very sweet 
Um, because before I think I just didn't think I, I didn't think I valued him the way that he deserved. And I didn't understand what came from walking closely and spending time with him every day. And I'm not going to say that like every day is like this, you know, weeping worship moment, (laughs) but I think there is a deep settledness in my soul that like, I don't have to run from God and I don't have to be afraid when I mess up or I don't have to apologize profusely when I haven't spent time with him in three or four days, because I know that I can come and I can repent and I can confess, of course, but also that he's going to accept me and that I can approach the throne of grace because of his sacrifice. And that is a gift that's too deep for words for me at some level yeah. and, and will bring me to tears if I think about it too much. So yeah, I'm thankful for Same. <laughs> that was a pretty good on the spot answer. We'll see. Uh, but you know, one of the things that just strikes me is just, you know, you guys are always using the word gospel. You use that on your website. You're talking about gospel centered motherhood. And I think that, is something like something to remember, remind people is that there is an answer to every question in the gospel. And so even if it's not um, something that is, you know, as specific, sorry, I have a fly flying on my head, (laughs) something as specific as uh, there's no Bible verse about potty training. There's definitely not. not Um, But I guess, you know, uh, coming to a close sort of here, um, you know, how, how, how do, would you, if a woman is watching and she's saying, well, how do I find that answer? Like, how do I know where to look if I'm struggling with something? Like, what would be your answer to that? I guess. Yeah, that's a great question. And I do think like there is a skill involved in learning to see how you apply the gospel. So it's something that I would encourage anyone who's new to it to not just say like, oh, this is, it's like a math equation. Two plus two equals four. There is certainly, um, a way of growing in it and something that you can kind of um, start to get better at, I think, by having conversations with other people and studying your Bible and knowing God's word. And so, but if she's just looking for a place to start, I mean, my recommendation for looking for a place to start really would be to, to read your Bible cover to cover and to do that consistently, especially in the little years. If you kind of start with, with yearly trying to read your Bible through, you will be pretty equipped to know what's in God's word and to know um, what it actually says instead of kind of the hearsay of what other people are saying and things like that. And then I think from there, you start to learn principles of God's word. And so that's why on every show and in a lot of our content, um, we use a common, um, oh golly, I forgot the word, uh, CFRC, what's it called? A, um, I don't know, a <laughs> template? Like a template, yes, but it's a, yeah. <laughs> a, 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 it's on the tip of my tongue, the word, and I use it all the time. But anyway, it's it's um, a, not a metaphor. Goodness, uh, oh, I know. Now I can't think. I know of it. it's um, anyway. I like, use yeah, it. I know exactly what you're saying, and I also can't think of it. And somebody watching is probably saying it out loud. Open but... their eyes at us. Yes, <laughs> yes. mnemonic device. We use a mnemonic device. Okay, there we go. Okay, so we use a device called Creation, Fall, Redemption, Consummation. And essentially that helps put some buckets in. It's not perfect, but it helps you see, okay, what did God, let's just take something like potty training. How did God originally design for potty training? Um, You know, or what did he originally design like mom's role and her attitude to be during potty training? Because a lot of times when we think about issues um, as moms, we need to stop thinking about our kids and think about, well, me, you know, what's, how am I the problem? What's my role? What am I to do? And so we think about how we weren't, we wouldn't be angered easily and we, um, you know, wouldn't be impatient with our children because this is before the fall and before sin entered. And then you can look at the fall and you can think about, okay, well now 
I have, I have sin in my heart. And so I know that, you know, I'm going to get angered easily. I'm going to be impatient naturally without the Lord. And you also have, you know, accidents and who knows what pre-creation was like with potty training child. I don't, or pre-fall, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to, to guess, but you know, that <laughs> there are more issues. And so then you can kind of walk through and think about how Christ redeemed all of your anger and your sin and your impatience because he died on the cross for your sins. And so then you can thank him and know that you are in Christ now. And so because you're in Christ, well, we have consummation to look forward to. That's when God fulfills his plan someday for all of his people and he draws into himself. And so we can look ahead knowing, okay, because of redemption today, I'm in Christ. And so that means I don't have to be angry. I don't have to be impatient. I have the power of Christ in me. Everything he is, I have been given, which, whoa, that's amazing. And so I can choose my response to my child. And then I can look forward ahead to the day when Christ is going to come back for his people and I'm going to join him in heaven and I don't have to struggle with the tension of this sin anymore. And that can push us to worship because we know that that is coming someday and what a gift that will be. And so that's a very clunky method of walking through the gospel, but I think it can help see that, okay, we're not talking about potty training, really, are we? We're actually talking about being impatient. We're talking about anger. We're talking about um, frustration with mm -hmm. the fallen effects of the world. And so when you read through scripture, you can see the meta narrative, you can see God's full story and how he deals with people with angry hearts or people with hard hearts. And we can see that he came back for his people and he redeemed them. And so the, I guess that's where I would say, start reading your Bible front to back and see what God says about the things of life you know, and, and start to understand God's great story and his plan for your life and his plan for his people. And I think over time, you'll start to say, okay, I can kind of step back out of this situation. I can zoom back and look at how to apply the gospel. So anyway, that's pretty good. You know, I think, I don't know if it was on your podcast or not, because I've been just bouncing around, but maybe it was yeah. where I heard someone say, if you want to hear God speak, read the Bible out loud. Yeah, I think that's a Piper quote. Was that okay? I I just but yeah, I was like, that's so good. Like it's just it's so perfect. Like because it's true. Because yeah. you know you're going to hear that if you if you read the Bible out loud. So that's really cool. Okay, well I'm not going to keep you too much longer, but I do like to ask at the end a couple of fun questions. Um, any book recommendations? Anything fun you've been reading lately? Podcast recommendations or even TV? I'll take okay. one or all three. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, TV, we honestly don't watch a lot. My husband and I, uh, over the summer got rid of all of our subscriptions, which feels a little crazy and it's been good for us. He's getting his MBA. So he's studying and, and I always am trying to read more. So that's worked out. So I don't have any TV, but what I'm reading currently, cause I'm always reading a lot of books. I guess I'll just give you what I'm currently reading. I'm reading God on the brain. Um, mm -hmm. cognitive science does cognitive science does and does not tell us about faith um it's hmm. by brad stickler and um i just started it so i'm not sure i can't i don't want to like go too far out and recommend it but it seems pretty good and interesting so far i'm always interested in cognitive science so yeah that sounds really interesting yeah and then running scared by ed welch that's another okay. book on fear um my favorite devotional book and it has been for about a year or so is seasons of the heart and it's a compilation of women 
oh, they, you know, it's like Ruth Bryan and Susanna Spurgeon. And it's like letters and devotions that they've written. And it's a bunch of them all lined up. Mm. Highly recommend that. It's just short devotions for the morning. Um, and then another fun one is the Book of Virtues. Is I feel like I need. Oh, okay. You, do you know that? Like, I think so. But I think my mom used to have it. And I remember like seeing it on the bookshelf. Yes. But I don't know that I've actually read it. I want every adult to pick it back up because it's totally there's. So there's the Children's Book of Virtues. And then there's the Real Book of Virtues. And I grew up with the, the Real Book of Virtues. Um, and it's big and thick. And it looks a little yeah. intimidating. Yeah. Is it blue? Yes. Yes. Okay. Same yeah. one then. And <laughs> one, but yes. Um, but it's all these short stories. A lot of them are, um, you know, folk tales and allegories and all sorts of different things. But I'm reading it with my kids with homeschool stuff, and I'm like, man, this is such, just such full of rich, great literature. So I've been a big yeah. fan of that. Of I want to read it by myself, but then my kids, seven and five, are totally into it. No pictures, but they're really, really into wow, it. Wow, yes, that's really cool. They're short, that's you awesome. know, so it's not, you don't have to keep their attention for too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have a lot of time to yes. <laughs> get things in at that age. Exactly, exactly. And what about podcasts? Podcasts. Okay, so I'm always bouncing around with podcasts. Right now, I'm doing the Bible recap with Terry Lee Cobble. She. Same. Are you? Oh, good. Yes, I'm on like day to, I don't know, like 280 or something. Like I'm, I'm only seven days behind. So Good I'm like job. very proud of myself. <laughs> I'm literally like last month. So I'm day 40 or something. I'm really new to it, but I have really enjoyed, um, just how short her little, her podcasts yeah. are at the end. And there's always something a little bit like, Oh, I, I didn't know that. Right. That yes. So, well, you know, it's been such a, you know, I have said how many times I'm going to read the Bible in a year, you yeah. know, and never done it. Yeah. And, um, last year I got to like the month of August and sort of gave up cause I had gotten so behind. And so then this year I was like, no, yeah. so like I'm committed and, and it really is that podcast that's keeping me on yeah. board. Cause I'm like, okay, I've got to listen to the episodes. I don't want to get too far behind. Yeah. Um, and so it's been really awesome, um, to actually do it and to that's really great. feel like I'm, I'm getting the Bible in a way I've never gotten it before. Yes. Yes. And that's where I go back to again, like we want to know God's word. It's just, it's just reading it. It's being in it. It's knowing what the real thing is. And so this has been, I agree with you, a fun way to kind of feel committed. I, you can go in your podcast app and you can say um, for them to, or you can tell your podcast app to put all your episodes in like release order. So if you do just decide to start, then you're not, you know, you can start on episode one. Essentially. Right, right, right. People don't know that tip though. That helps. You're not yeah. rolling all the way. Through. I didn't know that tip. I did not know that tip. Yeah, I needed yeah. to <laughs> go back through and and make sure it's set up on zero or like it's basically like chronological order. It's yeah, because there's a lot of them. Yeah, it's every day. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> um, any others? Any other podcasts yeah. you like? Um, oh, I know the other one that I'm liking is. I'm doing Elizabeth Elliott's talks from Gordon Conwell Seminary. So it's not necessarily, I mean, they're on podcasts. Right, right. But it's, it's her talks in like this lecture hall. So you can hear the papers rustling and people laughing. Oh, interesting. And, but oh, they're so good. Elizabeth Elliott is phenomenal. I'm a huge fan of her work and just really appreciate her, um, just her, you know, her hard line, trust and obey the Lord, you know, and that mm -hmm. is what you need to do. And I am, I'm probably a little more wired that way of like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm to do and I'm just going to get it done. Um, but I really appreciate just the way that um, she's no nonsense with it. And these, 
these stories, I mean, the, the story of her life, if people aren't familiar, I encourage you to go and mm -hmm. you know, read a biography of her, read some of her works, um, The Gates of Splendor with her husband, Jamelia, all sorts of stuff. I could go on and on, but I would highly recommend those talks. They're just, oof, they're good. Yeah, there's so much that you can get on podcasts that's not actually a podcast, yes. but it's like yes. would be worth listening to. So right. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Laura, thank you so much for coming on today. I am so excited for all the stuff that you guys are doing. I actually, you've kind of like inspired me to buy a couple copies of the book and send to yeah. a couple of my friends because I just, I love that idea of having a physical, you know, it's not like a, a social media tag, yeah. you know, yeah. where you you put your phone down. It's like, if this book is sitting here, it can be opened at any time. Yes, exactly. And you just never know when it's yeah. gonna be there at the right moment. Yes, so exactly. I just, I love that so much. And um, thank you for taking the time. You got homeschooled kids, you have a job. So I appreciate <laughs> your time so much Absolutely. today. This was really fun, thanks for having me. This episode was brought to you in part by the Lord of Spirits podcast. Many Christians yearn to break free of the influence of secular materialism and to understand the union of the seen and unseen worlds as made by God. What is the spiritual world like? Tune in wherever you get your podcasts.